This episode is all about the truth behind muscle loss and doing cardio. These episodes, as always, are brought to you by Red Dot Fitness training products and programs. Don't be afraid to visit us at rdftrainonline.com. When you get there, there's a couple different ways you can contact us. If you have questions, you can reach directly out to us on our contact page via email and we'll get right back. Or feel free to pick up the phone, dial us up directly. One of our staff members, maybe Jeff, Cece, or myself will be here to answer the phone, get all your questions answered. So remember, rdftrainonline.com. That's rdftrainonline.com. Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation, and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. There's this huge myth that doing cardio is going to make you burn up your muscle. You're going to lose muscle mm-hmm. when you do cardio. Like you're going to eat it up. It is going to fuel your cardio session. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get the fear of losing, like, maybe all the muscle or losing some of the muscle you put so much work into. Oh, maybe yeah, all tank. the eating, all the lifting. Yeah, 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 especially if you're like a hard, what they call like a hard gainer. Oh, right? yeah. You know, somebody that has a little bit tougher time. I mean, we can t- we can talk about that. I mean, I've so, been there, still there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. I wasn't that guy. Like, I, I wasn't. So I yeah. I know. But at the same time, like, um, I, yeah, I just wasn't that guy that had a hard time building muscle. Like, and part of it was, is I, I had no problem fucking eating ever. Um, I, I'd eat it till you take it away. Awesome. And then the next part of it was, is like, I loved to lift heavy and I had access, you know, and some, I guess, like guidance to be able to do that. So that just always kind of sort of came easy for me. But this whole concept or this thought process of by well doing cardio, you're going to eat up your muscle, you know, mm-hmm. just stop doing that. If you want to put on muscle, then you don't, you don't want to do cardio. Yeah. Where did this even come from? I mean, like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about that myself. I'm like, gosh, I mean, I've heard it, Yeah. but when did I hear it so and I, where did it come from? I, but I can tell you where, like, I think I picked it up mm-hmm. and um, there's like no education there. I think it was just back in the day. I remember seeing marathon runners and cross country athletes in, in high school and they were always super skinny and they yeah. didn't have any muscle. And so, so you're drawing the association. I, yeah. I think that's probably that's where so it might have come training, from baby. for me initially. Yeah. yeah so, so it's been demonized to a certain extent because like, I don't want to look like that. Exactly. Right. So that they're, you're basically, it's correlation is causation. Yeah. That person's probably, but that person never very, lifted weights, by the yeah, way. And yeah. mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, genetically, you know, from a, from a build perspective, they're just a, they're a long lanky. Yeah. They're yep. built to run long distances. Uh, that's just the way they're built. But yeah, clearly the running that they're doing is causing them to look that way Absolutely. versus now they're taking advantage of the build that they have. If you want to be, maybe they're being smarter than the rest of us. Maybe they had it figured out before <laughs> us. Um, it's funny yeah. that you talk about like how they look. Cause if you take like a bodybuilder of the same age, women runner, same age woman, the runner is going to look more oxidative. Like more broken down. They're gonna depending. Have, are you talking about a long distance runner? Or are you talking about sprinter? No, not a sprinter. <laughs> yeah, Sprinter's you're, you're gonna look. Like, no, boom. You, I like that though. So I you think just you. It up because you, you said very specifically like cross country and yeah. marathon runners. Like, so. so like long distance, cons- 
consistently stepping because as we see the sprinters, they just they look phenomenal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They, they have yeah. the 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 uh, fast twitch muscle fibers activated and and all of that. But when we're looking at if you were just to look at the same person doing bodybuilding, doing this, and now people have different genetical profiles, but um, the person that's doing the resistance training is going to look more youthful. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because it's more of an anabolic, whereas when we look at cardio, it is catabolic. It breaks Oxidative. down and takes right, takes away. It, so, it, I mean, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to quote unquote, sorry, quote unquote, age you exactly. Now, that's not me saying cardio is bad. It is great for yeah. you. I just want to, yeah, but 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 you you are drawing some comp- compare and contrast or like a, some people look at like marathon correlation causation, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean. Bottom line is you have to be very efficient. So you don't want to be carrying around a lot of muscle mass uh, over time. There's a power to weight ratio yes. there, right? And obviously the more you weigh, the more power you have to create. Or, or the, the person that can create the same amount of power but weighs 10 pounds less is going to be Wait. more efficient. Yep. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, so uh, there's that that balance of things there. But it's interesting, I, you kind of opened up or a minute ago, we were talking about like the definition of cardio literally mm-hmm. talks about... Um, we're not burning muscle, and nowhere in the definition of yeah. cardio does it say we're burning muscle so, for fuel. Yeah, so I'll go and over even it again. proteins for fuel, which which will do, mm-hmm. but yes. which which will do, but it's it's not the energy system doesn't want to do that. So when we look at anaerobic, what we're talking about cardio, uh, we have oxygen cellularly mm-hmm. that is allowed now to burn fat as a fuel source. Yeah, so that so you'll hear this term say, hey. Uh, Fat burns in the flame of oxygen and carbohydrate, right? No, exactly. That's great. Um, And then that's not just a a set in stone rule, right? As I increase and decrease the amount of oxygen cellularly, I start going into glycolysis and I have to use glycogen. And this is where we start getting into maybe breaking down muscle or going. We're moving through the energy system. Always. And it's not just one set Mm -hmm. or the other. If someone's like, oh, I was at 130 in my fat burning zone. Like, dude, you weren't. Your body was switching back and forth. It's it's just not doing one energy source or one energy system. Yeah. So it's interesting that that gets so fixated on, well, I need to be in my fat burning zone. And at no point, like I did my cardio and I got in my fat burning zone today. Um, and at the same time, they're worried about losing muscle. Well, if you're burning fat, why the fuck are you why? worried about your muscle? Exactly. So I, again, it's been demonized to a certain extent. And, you know, I think a lot of it stems from the bodybuilding community, right? When we're looking to build, you know, constantly build muscle and mm-hmm. mass yeah. uh, aesthetically to be able to step on stage. I mean, that the industry's just driven that kind of kind of language. It didn't used to always be like that. And I, and I think it's changing a little bit, to be fair. You are right. And if you guys think about it, like if, if you've seen any bodybuilder train or coming into a show, they're doing a lot of cardio. And these guys are presenting muscle on stage. Right. They, they may or may not be doing... Well, the, the, the you, term a lot is relative, you, right? A lot you, for you them. Get what I'm, you get what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like some of these guys are doing an hour out the gate, which is not the way to go. But yet they are trying to maintain and show muscle on stage. Right. Right. Which, which shows that at some point cardio is burning more fat than muscle. It's just how are we implicating it? Yeah, so that's the, I think that's the real question and that's the, what, what people need to wrap their head around is, is cardio is not going to make you lose muscle. What are the things that are going to cause uh, a 
deterioration of your muscle, mm-hmm. right? And when I say that, I just mean a devolumization, mm-hmm. a robbing of yep. nutrients to ultimately to where you are now decreasing muscle mass, right? What are the things that are going to create that? Atrophy. A- yeah, atrophy, <laughs> yeah. right? So what, what are the things that are going to do that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's list them. Uh, so some of the basic things would be like, well, if I'm not training the muscle, yes. if I'm not stimulating no the muscle to yeah. grow, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sending the proper signals. Mm-hmm. It's going to have no reason to do the other thing, which is to hypertrophy, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. grow or mm-hmm. to volumize. Mm-hmm. So it's going to become efficient. It's just going to kind of go back to where it was or whatever. And anybody that's ever broke their arm or their leg, throw a cast on that thing. Uh, I've done it several times in my life. Uh, you, you put that cast, you know, from your foot to your knee take the thing off and you got the little baby calf there, right? It's just mm-hmm. gone, right? It's atrophied. It hasn't had to yep. work. Mm-hmm. So it's adapted and that's mm-hmm. what you're left with. But how long does it take to get that back? You know, once you're, once that good cast, old satellite cells, right? baby. So the, so the body will, will respond to that once yeah. you start sending the signal again, but it's yeah. been casted literally. Exactly. So it hasn't had to work through yeah. dorsiflexion and, and um, uh, plantar flexion. So that's a good. That's a good example. So you, we haven't stimulated it properly, exactly. Right. That's why muscle may again mm-hmm. devolumize and. I atrophy. think another thing too is the bodybuilding community or just community in general looked at how much am I burning, and this is when metrics and the bio uh, biometrics, yeah, yeah, came into play here. Where okay, I did cardio for an hour and I burned eight hundred calories. Mm-hmm. I worked out for an hour and I burned 430 calories. Right. So people were like, well, I'm going to gravitate over here because I'm burning more calories where Epoch and all these other things aren't taken into consideration where I'm building muscle, increasing my RMR, which is going to increase my daily burn. I'm going to burn more at rest, right? Yeah, I mean, they're looking for immediate gratification. Where am I going to get exactly. most bang for my buck? They're not looking at the whole, the whole picture. They're manually trying to cut these calories with this consistent movement, right. which, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, we're nomadic as people. The quickest form of adaption is cardio. So just for numbers sake, I burnt 500 calories in my first workout on three miles. I did the same three miles the next week. I burned 350. Yeah, it's going to be less. Your body becomes more efficient. So efficient. So, and that's a good thing. I mean, it's, that's, it's that's, great. that's no, a it's, great thing. We just need to great. be aware of it, right? And then what signal are we sending? Right. So, so going back, like if, if, I'm, if the muscle's atrophying, mm-hmm. it's because it's not getting the proper signal. Mm-hmm. Or the next thing is it's not getting the proper nutrients mm-hmm. that it needs yes. in order to recover from whatever mm-hmm. stimulus you're giving it. Mm-hmm. Or... Mm-hmm. You're so you, you, you're so under eating or so under recovered that it has to go there to take nutrients in order to provide the body with the things that it needs to do in order to get through the day or recover yes. from something else, yes. whether that's disease, activity, uh, whatever yeah. your activities of daily living, what, whatever the case is. So, and your I, body's going to kind of regulate whatever is the most important to that metabolically, right? Yeah. So you've got this uh, again. If it's not getting the right stimulus or it's being basically underfed, mm-hmm. or a combination of oh, both. Okay. Anything else? Have I left anything else out? No, that's pretty much... Yeah, sleep, or I guess which would be recovery, right? Sleep and stress. Sure, so, so that goes back to the recovery. recovery. Cardio yeah. and strength uh, into one another. And the reason why it's not going to lose muscle. Well, so here's the thing. So I guess what I'm trying to get to is, is like, where did the mindset come in that if I do cardio, I lose muscle or I lose my ability to build muscle? It might've even been the, the supplement industry with BCAAs 
coming in know. and talking about. I know, right? Um, uh, intermittent intermittent fasted uh, cardio, right? Or, or drink, fasted cardio, fasted cardio, drinking your BCAA so you don't burn your muscle. Because I know that's a huge. Oh, there's all been you know, I've kinds, heard that one, but it's, it's, it's a huge shit. thing. Yeah. I, uh, and so I don't know where it stemmed from, um, but as we've talked about before. If your heart sucks, you're going to not be able to recover between workouts, between sets, mm-hmm. in between reps. Right, right. So all, it trickles down. Yeah. Being able to circulate nutrients and waste products to and from. Right. So I'm going to say that a higher aerobic system is going to increase your gains. Sure. So mm-hmm. again, so work. but again, it's been demonized or sure. people are afraid of it. So. Yeah. Let's just break it down real fast. The bottom line is what's going to eat up your muscle? A, not sending the right signals to it to build in the first yes. place mm-hmm. or maintain. Enough. And number two, you're you're underfed and or under-recovered. Yes. Uh, so those are those are the th- uh, two, like one to three things there that, that are going to be going to impact you. Cardio is not going to make you lose muscle, right? Not. If you're underfed. And you're not sending those signals, you're probably going yeah. to see a reduction in muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Period. End yeah. of story. So, but then the question becomes like, okay, all right, I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to get this. I may be a little bit more acceptance of accepting of this, but I'm still scared. How do we schedule it? How do we make this work in our program? Like, yeah. how do I still take care of my cardiovascular health, um, increase my cardiovascular endurance um, while still building and or maintaining, you know, muscle mass? Absolutely. So there's kind of like some basic approaches, you know, mm-hmm. that people take to uh, kind of their cardio program and or their resistance program um, when they're starting to implement or trying to do them together. And mm-hmm. some kind of some funky thought processes, again, going back to demonizing the yep. stuff. But there's also the the other end of the spectrum where it's like, no, I, cardio is the most important thing because to your point, like cardio burns 800 calories, some exactly. arbitrary actuated value that's been posted on a treadmill somewhere on some yes. chart. Like, and, Stop looking at that. Right. And then there's this fat burning zone or whatever else. It's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. And even going down to the heart rate monitors and the straps that these gyms are strapping on people when they walk in and on day one, they do a resting heart rate and then they figure out your, you know, your quote unquote fat burning zone, whatever color zone that might be or whatever. Yep. And you're doing that. And then you don't adjust it again for three or four months. All off theoretical. Right. We just said in a week, it's going to yep. be different. So it's all theoretical. Yep. Um, but it's led to a lot of confusion. Yeah, absolutely. So, and people are clearly, and I think that there's some fear that's included in that confusion. So going back, like, how do we organize I, all I this? There. We've talked a little bit about this uh, in the past, but not to the extent that I want, that I think we're going to do now, which yeah. is, what are the basic ways we see people kind of implement cardio into their into their to their routine? One, I think we need to define what's your goal. Mm-hmm. Is your goal just to be general health and mm-hmm. wellness? Because if that's the case, then three to four days of cardio could be fine. Then we're talking. We're going to have to talk about intensity and and duration and stuff like that, yeah. right? Um, or is your goal fat loss, mm. right? <laughs> uh, or changing your body composition? Yep. So if that's the case, then I would want to be, I would want the biggest bang for my buck. So I don't want to get on a treadmill for 60 minutes, right? And then have to do more work to 90 minutes in like three weeks or something like that. No, I'm going to work on, on muscle mass. I'm going to work on strength training. I go up five pounds each resistance training and I get this higher input of burn. 
right? I get this higher input of burn mm-hmm. where... With resistance training? Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I'm adding another 30 minutes to get another 250 I, I, for, I, I for... I would argue in that scenario, you're poorly planned. Yeah, and absolutely. And you're not yeah. eating properly. So again, it goes, back, it goes back to like, so what goal. are your goals? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're... if, if you're, you're building tissue... If, you, if you're adding 60 minutes of cardio to lose body fat and you're not in, I don't know, like the end stages of your that show. That's exaggeration. Prep, exactly. Yeah, but, but your main goal. And, and, but no, I don't. Like you're three you're exaggerating, but this is the shoot we see in the yeah. Tre- yeah, 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 the, yeah. on the treadmills or the treadmills all the time in the gym. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you're poorly planned. And you've, you've got your priorities mixed up. Yes. And you're misinformed. Prob- you're way misinformed. You're overeating. Or undereating, you're complete. You're you're a mess. I think there's like maybe a few different ways we see p- people typically implement uh, cardio into their program if their goal is like weight loss or like a maintenance of some body fat level um, or particular weight. And Jeff, you kind of outlined those for me earlier today. Maybe we just go back through those. So typically, what I see people doing is either one, their resistance training. And they're doing their cardio right after. Right after. Right after. You have ones that are doing cardio before, and this is bef- this isn't a warm up cardio. Like they're running a mile, two miles. Mm-hmm. Like they're really getting after it. Then they're doing their resistance training, and then you have people that are doing the resistance or no resistance training, and strictly cardio to reduce the weight that they have, so then that they can start. Doing resistance training, right? Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's break that down a little bit because I think in context, I just the context I gave was like somebody that's trying to lose body fat mm-hmm. or maintain weight or or whatever. Um, but there's also people that are involved more in maybe more of an endurance event, right? So like maybe it's a multi sport athlete. Was a triathlon's an easy one. I think most people can relate mm-hmm. to or or a runner. I mean, mm-hmm. just somebody that's a runner that's also maybe trying to implement some kind of. Uh, resistance training into their program, which can be really tough, especially if you're a long distance type person, because you got to get that mileage in and, you know, doing that resistance training while it's important. Oh man, that can be a real drag because it takes away for sure. um, Well, basically you feel that the next day, like you're that much more fatigued or you Mm -hmm. may have a little bit of DOMS and that Mm -hmm. has to be very carefully managed because, um, you know, like I have to program out my week where I have a long day and then I do my resistance training after my long day. And then, do a short day the next day, something like that. It's like power benchers that don't uh, back squat before they go into a bench meet because of their shoulders. Right. Or they're doing a floor press or they're doing a completely yeah. different type of bench press. Right. So programming is important, Very right? Very important. And, and, and how you organize yourself. But to your point with those different types of people, again, this is like your general gym goer who is trying to implement cardio and maybe some type of resistance training mm-hmm. or not at all. Let's talk about the person and kind of what the impacts are. Now knowing if we're not giving the right stimulus mm-hmm. and we're underfed and or under-recovered, mm-hmm. right? We're in some kind of, we can categorize that as recovery debt, right? If, if, we're, if we're doing those things and we're putting the cardio at the front of our resistance training, what's happening there and how could that be impacting the recovery debt as well as the signals that are being sent? Gotcha. So this is very common. Most people that are doing this are under eating. They're using a lot of their energy capacity at the beginning of the workout when they really need it for their resistance training. Yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) I know that people are like, I'm tired and I could walk. Well, think about that being that tired and then deadlifting. I'd much rather walk. So why wouldn't you use all of your reserves to lift and resistance train 
And then whatever energy you have left, you're able to go through cardio, right? Well, I think that goes back to what you were talking about earlier. And that is like, how do I maximize my caloric burn? And then they see from their wrist gadget Mm -hmm. or, you know, some chart somewhere, whether that's on the treadmill or again, some wearable that says they're burning more calories by doing their cardiovascular work first and then going to the resistance training. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they're equating that in their head, yeah. right? But what they're not taking into account is the basically the impact that they're going to have in taking away from the energy and the fuel that they have to put in the work mm-hmm. into the resistance training piece. Yeah. And the benefits that you get long after you've done that resistance training piece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, before doing the cardio, which is the other th- other thing we were talking about, do your resistance training first, then your cardio next. Yeah. So I think we have to break that down a little bit. Like first off, you stated before, the little chart that says you burn 800 calories on the treadmill, fuck that chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just stop it with that chart. There's no machine out there that's going to tell you exactly how many calories you burn. Why is that? Even with the technology that we have right now, it's pr- and it's pretty good. Yeah. We're never going to know. And you know why? <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting. Individual variants. Well, that, but also, I mean, it doesn't take into account who the person is and what type of mu- or the muscle mass that they currently have on their frame. Yeah. They're just looking at the, more the, 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 the computer slow? system. Yeah. The computer yeah. system is taking into account like a certain height and mass, weight. Height, weight, weight, and then this is the exercise. This is how much burn. Even, even if all that stuff was plugged into the machine, right? In terms yeah. of these are just actuated values or a bunch of averages mm-hmm. or guess yeah. it's guesswork is what it is. So stop that shit. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not a good measure of what you're doing. Now I understand like if your goal is fat loss or weight loss, mm. then you should be very highly focused, acutely focused on caloric burn through the day, mm-hmm. but you also have to be you acutely focused on caloric input for the day, for right? Sure. It can't just be how much I burn it. You have to be focused on the quality uh, and the type of nutrients that you do put in. Um, but stop looking at those charts and um, expecting that to, to give you the right kind of direction in order to have the maximum benefit from that stuff. The other thing, so then going back over to the the resistance training piece, and this is what we were sort of getting to is People don't understand the longer term, let's just say afterburn effects that you get from a, a solid strength training session when, applied, when you when you apply the training appropriately, working mm-hmm. at certain intensity levels, yep. rest, rest intervals, and mm-hmm. uh, taking time to recover. There's going to be an, uh, a continued burning of calories. You're mm-hmm. going to get a continued burning of calories, by the way, after your uh, cardio right, yeah. session as well because your heart rate's up. For it sure. needs to recover. Very short-lived, though. Exactly. For what you're talking about can be up to two days. So, but we're, and we're talking about two different, exactly. two, two different types of movement. You mm-hmm. mentioned, this was mentioned earlier, and that is one is very anabolic. Mm-hmm. That is the resistance training versus one is very uh, um, catabolic, yes. which is the cardio training and how your hormones and how your, your system, your body, let's just say responds to exactly. those over the longer term. Um, so doing your cardio before, your, your resistance training, if your goal is to maximize benefit from both the types of training that you're doing and lose fat without losing muscle, it makes more sense to do it the other way around. Absolutely. If your goal is to be an ultra marathoner, right? And you're only able to train or you have limited time to yep. do your resistance training, either in season, mm-hmm. uh, during in season or sort yeah. of in an, uh, a, 
kind of a ramp up to your event. We'll call that somewhere in the meso and macro and micro cycles there. Uh, then it it might make sense for you to do your resistance training after your cardio, simply as a matter of, hey, I don't like I can't have too much taken away mm-hmm. from my actual run, yep. uh, my running training uh, through the through the resistance training piece. In which case, you're very limited in terms of the type of signal, the intensity that yep. you're you're doing that resistance training at, and that would be mm-hmm. more maintenance, if mm, you will, yes, or even yes. uh, re- uh, recovery or yes. active recovery from your run be, through your resistance training. That'd be like a maintenance lift to keep me strong so I can run mm-hmm. at this capacity, right? That's that, all that is. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So like, again, if you're that multi-sport athlete and you know you still need to be doing some resistance training, maybe resistance training is only happening two to three times a week, mm-hmm. um, but you're programming it very specifically so that it doesn't take away from your run, your bike, and your swim. Exactly. Here's an example. Like if I'm that endurance athlete and I come in and I have a very long uh, ride, Right, I have a very long, slow distance ride that I have to accomplish on, say, a Monday, mm. um, and then on Tuesday. So, but I also need to get my three days of resistance training in, and I have that programmed in for, say, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for yep. for conversation's sake. But I know tomorrow I need to brick a workout. I need to do now a run and a swim. Right, tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, but I've had and I've had this heavy ride. Right, it's mm. been fatiguing, and I got to somewhere fit in a resistance training between between tonight and tomorrow. Well, the type of resistance training that I do as compared to the order of events that I'm going to, I'm performing that brick, whether it's a run first or the swim first could dictate what I focus on in my resistance training. I don't want to get too far down that path. I just want to say, I just want to make the point that you really need to be thinking about uh, how you're organizing this training. If you're coming at it from the cardiovascular focused, uh, like event Mm -hmm. that you're, that you're training for, or, um, you know, as an athlete, uh, as a whole, but that's not the majority of people. And that's not, I, those aren't the people that that are saying cardio makes you lose muscle. Uh, those are the people that were trying to get to resistance train because they need to be, they need more resistance training in their life. It's the, it's, it's the, a much larger population of people that are going, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do cardio because I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my muscle doing that. Yeah. So let's look at it the opposite way. So that would be coming in and doing your resistance training first and how that differs from an energy systems perspective to doing uh, and then performing your cardiovascular work mm-hmm. afterwards. Because yep. in the bigger picture, that is the more efficient way to do it um, for a few different reasons. So let's, I think we should walk through those. Um, one, when I'm doing resistance training, we've already covered this. You're sending an anabolic set signal, right? You are should be working at intensity levels that require some level of recovery in between so that you can effectively refuel, mm-hmm. regroup, and hit another set or another rep, right? For the duration of whatever your workout is, for the focus on whatever those that workout is going to be, whether it's lower body focus or upper body focus or a mix or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where you, maybe you're doing a body part split yeah. um, throughout the week. Then walking in to your cardio session. Um so the fuel system that I'm using during the resistance training is going to be anaerobic based, mm. right? And it's also, again, sending anabolic signals and it's not fatiguing me to the extent that I will not then be able to go and perform at a relatively high level for yes. that matter in the, uh, in the cardio realm here to get the, uh, the cardiovascular benefit 
from my heart, lungs, circulatory system, as well as the caloric burning sure. benefit that I would like to have in order to lose body fat or maintain my, my mm-hmm. current weight. So maybe we kind of talk through um, that at a little bit of a deeper level. Um, I mean, or maybe we have, I mean, maybe that's, that's all people need to know. Like if I was going to go in and do say, maybe this is the way I organized it. Maybe if I was going to go in, I had a lower body focus today, right? Uh, so legs are fried in my resistance training. Mm-hmm. I come out the other side. I know I need to get my 30 minutes because that's what I have programmed. That's what I want to yep. do. Um, that's what's in my program for today. My 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise. I'm going to pick something that isn't going to trash everything that I just did you know, with, with my, yeah. on my lower legs. I'm going to a row. Yeah, maybe I do Steer, a row. Maybe whatever. I get on a bike, yeah. you know, and maybe I just you go, go for a swim. Yeah. Maybe I go for a swim. Uh, that used to actually be my favorite thing to do. I go from legs to the pool. Um, cause in, and part of that would be, I could put a float buoy there. I could mm, use a, yep. a paddleboard or I could use some hand paddles or, a um, a kickboard or sorry, float buoy or some hand really paddles to take my legs sort of out of it. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't getting as fatigued cause they, they were dead, mm, right? They were, they were dead at yeah. that point. So, uh, the pool is a good one. If you don't have access to that, there's the skier that you mentioned the rower, yeah. uh, or something very low, uh, intensity, intensity yeah. like the bicycle versus f- thinking that you have to go run Pounding. and pound it even or, or pound that stuff even more because that could be taking away from the recovery, going back to the recovery debt mm-hmm. equation. Absolutely. If you're overdoing it on that day for that particular. Say, yeah. And like you just said, I had a lower body day and like maybe I got on the bike instead of running. Right. And I active recovery type of cardio. Right. Whereas a lot of people aren't looking at it that way in the muscle sense, right? Where they're focused on the cardiovascular. But for you, you got cardiovascular input and you also got an active recovery through those muscles because they're, you're, you're stronger than that. You're redistrib- just pushing muscle. You're- redistributed uh, the blood throughout the exactly. body. I moved waste exactly. in and out. Exactly. I, I, you know, I moved nutrients you to where they needed to go. more waste or more damage. I get to downregulate exactly. up top. My, mm-hmm. you know, from a somatic perspective, things I can kind of calm things down. Exactly. That's, a, that's a really good point. Um, I, I, there's, I think there's even another piece to this and, 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 uh, with regard to, you know, how you're again, comboing your resistance training against your, your, your cardiovascular training. And it's, it's not thinking that now I'm in cardio, I have to burn the maximum amount of calories possible during this 30 minutes. Um, because if you combo your, if if you're, if you're doing it in the, in the way we're talking about, which is hit that resistance training hard, Mm -hmm. right? Not leaving stuff left over in the tank for your cardio. Yeah. Get well, I can leave it out there on the field, if you will, through your resistance training. Now move into your into your cardiovascular training. You're gonna recognize you don't have to train as hard no. or you don't have to work as hard in order to to get the again the benefits of both and the caloric burn. Because you're gonna get more caloric burn longer term through that anaerobic or the resistance training mm-hmm. in the long run, even if you weren't doing right. Uh, and we burned a shit ton of glycogen during that uh hard lifting workout. Now we're coming back to a more aerobic threshold and we're burning what? Fat. Right. right. So when so we go into our beta oxidative state. Yeah. Or our, so, yeah. So the So it comes down to programming. It does come down to programming. And so you're not you're not burning, you're not taking away from your legs, your leg day by mm-hmm. doing cycling afterwards. No. In fact, it could be helping. It's just what type of cardio exactly. and how hard are and you pushing it? Mm-hmm. Right. Intensity. So it's intensity and type that yep. probably play play, play more into that than anything else. Uh, you know, 
again, like running seems to be like the go-to for, for most people because it's kind of the most accessible thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they feel like they burn more calories doing it uh, because, you know, they're sweaty and mm. there's a, there's a high energy cost sure, there. But yeah. a lot of that has to do, again, going back to what Cease was saying, is like the, the constant pounding or that, 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 what that activity actually, um, you know, entails and what the demand that the you're placing on the body. The constantly high, yeah. 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 So, again, it's not that, that going back to the uh, recovery debt piece, uh, the cycling after or the swimming after the leg day could actually be helping you with the recovery process while, be getting, while yes. getting you the benefits of the cardiovascular yes. stuff. Exactly. And you're not burning muscle. Exactly. The only thing that would, the only thing at this point that would, let's just say it was all, we all crammed it into one day, which we'll move to next yeah. in terms of time time spans. Let's say we had to cram everything into one day and we were basing everything off of just this one workout that's mm-hmm. resistance plus cardio combined. Even, even if you... If you look at that and you look at how the the recovery system, like that recovery debt, mm-hmm. the only way you're going to have any negative impact on, well, that's not a fair statement, but the, the way that you're going to negatively impact is if you come in and you don't eat correctly Absolutely. or get proper sleep or get, so eat. You think Michael Phelps of, with 12,000 fucking calories had a six pack? This comes back to <laughs> our old... Our old analogy or our old acronym, which is eat squared plus C, mm. are you eating real food? Yep. Are you getting adequate uh, uh, macro and micronutrients? The type of diet that you're eating, does that provide you with the things that we just talked about? Uh, the sleep and stress management, is it being managed? And Because uh, what we're talking about is the third part or the last part only, which is the exercise piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so that exercise programming is important, but it's no more less or more important than any of those other things. Yep. That is is what's going to eat up, quote unquote, eat up your muscle yes. by not balancing those things. Yes. So uh, that I think what I was just uh, alluding to there was, is like thinking about the, the, the time pieces, like how long, even if I, even if I didn't eat, you know, for uh, five hours mm-hmm. after this workout, this, this, this uh, resistance slash, slash cardio session, muscle. why not? Uh, just the body it's not how your body functions. <laughs> well, so if we just looked at it, glycogen storage and a bunch of other things, uh, when the body starts pulling from muscle, and it depends on the energy system that we're in because we have fat as well, um, the body's going to pull from protein, like your actual muscle, at about 72 hours. And that's what we call starvation. Yeah, that's assuming you're in basically exact, like a starvation like, mode. And that is like... That's not at 24 hours and not at 12 hours. That's not at your little intermittent fasting 16 hours. That's none of that. That is three days in. There's a little bit of depends in that in terms yeah, of your health, for sure, your health status and all and that. that but, yeah, but, but for the average, which we, is what we have to kind of boil this down to. What yeah. We have on basic science is like 72 hours. And I'm going to even go down to 48 to 72. But that's where you start to see muscle breakdown. And when you are not ingesting anything to fuel so, the workout, that so, is the so most now you're important thing. Yeah. yeah, but if you ate something, that's not coming from your muscle. You still right. have stores that you ate. It might not be as much as you need. Right, but you're topping off the tank. You're still exactly. So and, think of it as you have your gas tank, right, and you're exactly. starting to deplete this gas tank. That one gas tank or that one workout didn't deplete your gas tank. Yeah, absolutely, right. Not. It brought and it down it did, a little bit. There's, there's the, an issue. The whole idea is, is you leave there. Now mm-hmm. you eat a little bit properly, and you top off the gas tank, yeah. right? Yes. And that topping off gives you 
you're already in recovery. You're never at a right? half tank. Why, why you're, to- why you're right? topping off. Your body is using what yep. was already in the system. Mm-hmm. That's from yesterday's meals exactly. and, the, and the meals before that and the sleep that you got before yep. that, using that to recover and get you ready for the next workout. So if you don't eat, you'll then you're not topped off. And obviously you have the demands of the regular part of the day and then maybe the next workout so you're not fully recovering. You might be a quarter down. So now you're moving even, yeah. uh, maybe move to a half tank because yeah. you take another quarter off. So yeah. now you're in recovery debt, mm. right? You haven't fully recovered, Yep. Um, which is the importance of making sure that you put that fuel back in exactly. in the right way at a regular timetable. That's the whole point of why you worked out in the first place, right? So to your point, like, even if you waited, even if you didn't eat for a full day after, you're still not burning up your muscle mass. Not happening. You're in recovery debt. And mm-hmm. continuing this process by not, uh, or now we're going to call it overtraining because you're sure. under-recovered. Exactly. But you shouldn't be training like this, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not eating properly yep. to support your your, your de- the demands or your needs. That's putting you further into recovery debt, which is also for, uh, ultimately putting you Part of that is is a result of being in a caloric deficit uh, for that recovery. And that over time, over a longer period of time, will start to create the next process, which is a down regulation of what we'll just call your metabolism. Now your body's looking at it going, oh, well, I'm not getting the gas. The gas tank isn't getting full. Well, unlike your car, right? Your body has the ability to now regulate the amount of energy. It's almost mm-hmm. like almost like a dual fuel system, if you will, like in a car, like you have your yeah. gas and your electricity. If you're not eating, if you're not putting gas in it, ultimately it's going to have to go over to the to electric system, electricity. Yeah. And if you're not refueling either of those, you're fucked, yeah. right? You're going to run out of gas or you're going to run out of power You could look at it almost like that point. full tank is going to be, let's just call it a thousand miles. After whatever you're doing, we go back to the same analysis. You're at 750 at the same tank. Right. Same tank. Right. Your tank hasn't changed. Exactly. So you're under-recovered, and now you're starting to get into, re- again, recovery debt. Now you're underfed, and over time, thing. now your body, your what, what we're getting at there is your body is going to down-regulate how much— uh, or excuse me, it's become it's going to downregulate and become more efficient at using less fuel yes. to get you through the same job. The yeah. same job. Yeah. So, and part of that is going and finding it other places, metabolizing things a little slower, doing things a little differently, create, switching certain hormones on, other hormones off. Uh, exactly. There's there's a lot of things at play here that can ultimately mean atrophy of muscles because we're now robbing nutrients mm-hmm. from them. And then we can get into muscle wasting, as it might be referred to, or eating up your muscle. But this is a process over a long period of time. Very long. This is not something that happens in a matter of hours or days. So don't panic, regardless of where you put your cardio and your resistance training next to one another. Sure. Right? You overtrained one day and you missed a meal? Cool. Take a day off. That or eat fucking double the next day and go train. Yeah, like there's, there's so many ways to handle this. Don't, start, don't throw up your hands. Don't panic. Exactly. It's the same. It's it's the same thought process, but it's reverse of oh my god, I went out last night and I had, you know, five the, beers, five beers, cool. the steak, pizza. the cheesecake, yeah. or the pizza or whatever else, and now I got to go to the gym tomorrow. And I got to get on the treadmill for yeah. an hour and burn a thousand calories, and then do my weight training that yeah. burns three hundred calories. So that I can, that was a refeed. I can equi- <laughs> I, that I can equate or burn off the calories that I ate last night. Exactly. For the same reason your body does not work like that yeah. either. You're not you're not manually burning off calories that you like. I'm going out and I had 750 of fun calories, and tomorrow I'm going to burn 750 of 
by punishing myself. That's just, it's not the way it works. Probably those calories help build muscle and bring hormones back. And let's be real. Could have been a, could have been a good thing. Could have been a good stimulus. Exactly. It could have upregulated some things. So I think the takeaways here are uh, first, stop worrying about wasting muscle through cardio. Cardio is not a problem. Cardio is a benefit, Mm -hmm. right? Cardio can benefit your muscle building. 1000. If you're atrophying, if you're losing muscle density, Go back to eat squared plus E, mm-hmm. right? Are you eating enough calories? Uh, are you getting adequate nutrients? Are, you know, the foods that you're eating, are they equating the way you need them? Are you sleeping? Are you recovering? Um, because that exercise piece could be taking away from those things. For sure. Um, and th- those are the things we really need to really need to be evaluating. It's not the cardio that's, that's taking away your muscle. And it's not gunu. No. It's you being underfed, under-recovered, and not sending the right signals in the proper order. Because those same people that are doing the cardio, if they were just resistance training, I guarantee they'd still be under eating. You get what I'm saying? One thousand percent agree. So, <laughs> yeah, if, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I just think it comes down to you know, like us as general, we just don't eat as much and in the proper amounts because it comes from obesity. Is like everyone's fat, where it's like it's not really the, the issue. But yeah, so stop demonizing the cardio, right? Yeah. And stop worrying about it taking away from your muscle from your muscle. Even you guys that are out there trying to build muscle, you can still do cardio. If you hate it and don't want to do it, don't fucking do it. But the health benefits that you can gain from it, the performance benefit that you can gain from it from a recovery perspective, from a muscle building perspective, um, and through the different phases of your training program as you go through the line, which you should exactly. be phasing, can be hugely beneficial. So stop blaming cardio for burning muscle. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.